0: Your host, Alex Garrett.
1: Well, welcome inside to Alex Garrett podcasting. Uh, it's a bit of a different day. It's a day where we are watching on our television shells and bombs and air bombs being launched into Ukraine. And I said, I said that the minute we knew there was a small incursion about to happen, we had to act. We did not. I don't think sanctions are going to stop President Putin. And our own President Biden acknowledged that today. Okay? We're going to have a national security advisor or a national security expert on, uh, David Hamilton, about what he thinks is going on with the Ukraine situation, how it impacts us. Will we have any military involvement in this area of the world? Uh, We do have troops lined up in Poland in case... Putin decides to flex his muscle and go even further than Ukraine. That would be a scary situation. But in the meantime, as we're watching the crisis in Ukraine, we pray for those in Ukraine right now suffering under threat, sirens going off in Kiev, Zelensky is panicking. Uh, I want to know what do you think New Yorkers should focus on because we've got a whole boatload of issues here in this city alone. And I've listed them on my blog, AlexGNYC.com, in an article about what New Yorkers should focus on as we deal with this Ukraine crisis on our news uh, channels. I'm very, very concerned that we're supposed to drop everything while maybe another subway shoving is going to happen. We're going to see how safe subway goes, the new mayor uh, Adams' plan. We'll see if the carjackings can go down under this mayor. We can see if crime genuinely goes down in New York City with this mayor. Unfortunately, we have a lot of issues in our home front. I mean, to be honest... I am praying for the people of Ukraine, but I'm also worried and curious why someone less fortunate, uh, whether to be flattered or be annoyed that someone is uh, asking me for money. I roll a blade on one leg. I see a lot. I hear a lot. I hear the homeless. I see the homeless. I see the troubles that we're going through in the city. I smell it too, don't you? But I feel like we're being told to drop everything and worry about Ukraine and be put back in the 80s when it was a Cold War against Russia. But I'm afraid there won't be a tear-down-this-wall moment. Not with this president. Not with President Biden. There will not be a tear-down-this-wall moment. So, I have to see what my next guest says uh, in just a moment. But before we go any further, I do have some good news. Some fun news. Want to give a shout-out, a huge, huge, huge shout-out to one man in Long Island who has won $10 million Through the New York Lottery, out in Uniondale, by the way, so if the Islanders left, maybe gave them a little luck anyway, I don't know, Juan Hernandez of Long Island has picked up $10 million in lottery, in a lottery win, for the second time in three years, since 2019. So $10 million in 2019, $10 million in 2022, through the New York Lotto. Have him pick your numbers. Congratulations, Mr. Hernandez. And it's a great story coming out of Uniondale, considering there's not much going on there now with the Islanders moving to UBS. But I just want to give that little note of positivity, because we need some. We need some. Listening to this over and over and over and over again. It's quite brutal, is it not? It's sad. But if you have Ukrainian friends and family tonight, please pray for the best. There's also things ahead of us, like our future. And that's where my next guest, he is the founder and CEO of America's Future Series, David Hamilton. You got a background in national security, and you wanted to weigh in on this crisis. Firstly... Can we focus, should we focus solely on Ukraine or should we focus on our own issues as well? I feel like everybody's having issues today.
0: Yeah, I think that's the way of the world. We do have to, and thanks for having me on, by the way, but, um we do have to be able to multitask, unfortunately, in today's world. The Ukraine issue is, is a major issue. Uh, there are other issues that are just as uh, important to us. As a matter of fact, I would argue that Europe is the third most important core strategic area for us in the world first it's east asia with china south china sea taiwan supply chain issues etc the second is the middle east and uh here we are focused a lot of our time energy effort to your point on um on the ukraine and eastern europe which is uh to be perfectly honest if it wasn't for nuclear weapons uh we wouldn't probably be talking about this
1: right and if it wasn't for russia being on the national security council we may not either would you agree on that
0: Yeah, it's it's simply the threat of Russia uh, taking this over. Um, But uh, Ukraine is not terribly vital to our national interests. Uh, We want to be big brother, we want to help other people, et cetera, Uh, but Ukraine in the grand scheme of things, while important, is not necessarily the biggest uh, strategic interest the United States has. And as you said, at at home, uh, and this may be part of the reason for the timing of this invasion, is we have a thousand things that we're worrying about here which might have been part of the motivation for uh, Putin to act now.
1: While he could, and while we were kind of asleep at the switches. I've been saying on this podcast for a while now.
0: Yeah. One of their uber-nationalists said, you know, at the, the end of uh, last year, uh, that sort of predicted, he actually sort of announced that they would plan on, on doing this. And a lot of people did take him very seriously. Um, but, you know, there has been a desire to make Russia great again. Um, that's clearly true. The question is, why, why now? And is the, um, the argument that they make that their security uh, concerns around Ukraine possibly joining NATO, is that the primary motivation for this, or is that simply a cover for their expansionist um, uh, agenda? What? And uh, the problem is we don't really know now because we didn't negotiate that. We've been unwilling to negotiate about Ukraine entering uh, NATO or not. We flatly rejected that discussion over the past several weeks.
1: Let's talk about where Putin goes next, because I feel like he's not done, and if he's not done, uh, we could be even heading into more trouble. Right.
0: So um, I think there's he has limited um, goals. Uh, very. He's very purposeful. People always talk about him being a good chess player, et cetera. I think mean, that's absolutely true. And just because you respect someone's intellect or their resolve, etc., doesn't mean you agree with them or that you like them or that you admire them. But um, I think he's a very practical person, and I think he uh, believes that he could, during a moment of distraction and perhaps uh, relative weakness, um, take this opportunity to take some of the disputed areas in the east and possibly uh, even the capital of Kiev um i think we could stop in here uh, if we were willing to negotiate on the nato issue but uh, president biden a moment ago reiterated again that he is unwilling to c- speak with putin so if that is our stance we're never going to find out if taking ukraine's uh, nato status off the off the table is in fact um, what's causing this or not and i got to say i'm a little disappointed that uh, we haven't been willing to talk to him. we actually canceled meetings that he was willing uh, to have uh, Blinken's Blinken uh, was going to meet with his counterpart, and Blinken counseled that. Biden was going to meet with Putin three days ago and have a call, and they didn't do that. And um, I think there's a certain amount of groupthink going on in America. And if we're really serious about stopping this uh, conflict, uh, the, the right thing to do is pick up that phone, the red phone or whatever you want to call it, and have a serious conversation, as opposed to having groupthink and blustering and uh, saber-rattling
1: uh man that that's so true and the group thing's driving me crazy because i feel like it was a establishment that said oh look at collusion with russia and i i don't know i feel like letting putin do this is a form of collusion maybe i'm wrong no, you
0: could call it appeasement you could call it whatever you want um it seemed that we've been talking about this for a couple of months, saying the sky is falling, et cetera. But we didn't say anything about what we would do and that, that 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 we would we would try to stop this. And I think that almost jawed this into into happening, along with you know providing um, them uh, the Nord Stream two, uh, the opening of Nord Stream two, us closing our Keystone pipeline. All of those uh, emboldened him, I think, because it made him feel like he was in power. And he is a nineteenth century dictator. He is an old school mafia type. uh, who uh, who understands power and um, will take everything he can get. Um, Now that he's here, the question is, does he move forward? These sanctions are going to hurt him, and we hurt the oligarchs enough, they might actually kick him out of power if we have resolve. But I think it is negotiable to say, you'll stop at the two um, provinces in Donbass, and uh, you will not invade the rest of Ukraine, including Kyiv, uh, with the um, proviso that we take, Adding Ukraine off the table.
1: So they haven't officially invaded Kiev. Is that what's happening here? Because I didn't see any flashbangs or anything over news reports. They said there were bang- there were explosions, but I don't know. I didn't see any big lights in Kiev. Maybe I missed that.
0: Yeah, no, they're right next to it. Um, they're in the northern part, um, coming through Belarus. Um, they are surrounding it. Um, they could take it very easily. And, um, but, you know, and he's going to. I think he's going to if we don't pick up the phone. Well, and, and let's understand, mm-hmm. let's understand this. We would not like to have Russian troops in Nova Scotia. We wouldn't like to have their missiles. We would like to, for them to build a base. We did that in Poland. We did that in the Baltic countries. We did that in Latvia, Estonia, Lithuania. Um, we didn't want missiles in Cuba. We found that very threatening and almost had World War III over it, right? Yeah. So since 1991, the fall of the Russian um, uh, Soviet Union, um, we have been trying to expand democracy and freedom and free enterprise, which are all noble things. But for, from their perspective, that is threatening. And the, we've kept doing that. And we've been unwilling to back off of that. Your Ukrainian um, foreign minister said only three days ago, uh, under the threat of being invaded, I mean, no longer being independent. He, he advocated again, his name is Kaliba, said, um, we want to be part of NATO. And I said, well, mm-hmm. you can be part of, you can try to be part of NATO, or you can be independent. You cannot be
1: both. Let me let me ask you this. Uh, I, I feel like as far as our national security advisor goes, Jake Sullivan, he's looking weak. And I, I feel like overall, the last few we've had have either been too aggressive with John Bolton or too weak with Jake Sullivan. Um, is the national security advisor do we even listen to that position? Are they say anything worth listening to, I guess is my question.
0: So real strength actually comes a little bit comes from humility, right? Being able to um, be calm when other people are panicking, right? And being calm being the voice of reason when other people are all uh, banging their shields and saying we should fight. Um, I think real bravery, real leadership, real statesmanship right now would mean picking up the phone and saying if you're serious about um, the security concern and, and adding Ukraine to NATO, we can take that off if you'll withdraw, or at least withdraw to the two um, uh, provinces, Donetsk and um, and uh, Luhansk, and and move no further, we won't know if that is in fact possible or true unless we pick up the phone.
1: Oh my gosh, and uh, and we have to. Okay, uh, David Hamilton on the phone. With me by the way. What role can America's Future series, which is a nonprofit, nonpartisan speaker series, which you've actually had uh, General Martin Dempsey, you've had uh, Vice, former Navy Vice Admiral Mike McConnell, uh, who, who actually was part of the DNI during the Clinton years? He was the director there of national intelligence. Um, what role are you guys playing to prevent this from escalating in a, a better future for America? I mean, America's future.
0: We play, provide a platform for people like we like to say that are smarter than us, speak about these important issues. Uh, we had Brigadier Brigadier General Zwack yesterday during our National Security Summit, which also included um, uh, General Keith Alexander, former head of the NSA, uh, and a whole slew of people, um, speaking about uh, improving America's ability to compete in, in innovation and technology. Uh, and they said they're the same things we're talking about here. We have a series of those events um, on a host of different topics. And uh, we just try to get uh, people together, create sort of an ecosystem where people can share ideas and be made aware of these kinds of concerns and also come up with solutions, not just wring our hands and say, gosh, golly, this is important. We're very solutions uh, focused. And we have a whole series of events, both virtual and in-person. Um, we honor Elon Musk at the very end of the year. Um, we honor General John Hayden uh, our, at our space innovation summit. And we're hoping to have uh, Sir Richard Branson back again. Wow. Uh, there are a bunch of uh, great events that we'd love people to be uh, part of and they can go to afseries.com it's just afseries.com if they send me a message through that I'll make sure they get a a code to attend our um, virtual events free Um, any of your listeners will give them complimentary admission
1: very cool so is there a promo code they enter or just
0: yeah? they'll they'll just need to email me they'll be able to find my contact information um, and we'll make sure that they get one uh, that is uh, free for your listeners
1: Well, we will make sure we promote that. Thank you very much, David, and America's Future Series. I want to bring you back to what you just a couple minutes ago. Putin is very old school, yet here we are. We've got a president talking about the idea that Russia could be rebuilding the Soviet Union. We've got a president that just keeps calling it a cold day in Russia, keeps referencing the Cold War. Is our old school going to be dangerous to continue to treat this as if it's a Cold War because they haven't attacked any P- european ally yet
0: um well i think you have to know yourself and you have to know your enemy and sun tzu said that if you know yourself you'll win half the battles if you know your enemy you'll win the other half but if you know both you'll win them all and um it seems to me people are confused by putin when they shouldn't be um yes he does obfuscate and he spends things and he cares about optics and he's good at this but he's been very very clear about his demands there's no question about what he wants. And I think that we are making a mistake playing Russian roulette with him, et cetera, and actually backing him into a corner. I imagine, you know, they feel backed into a corner because we keep trying to put an enemy right on their border that we've arm armed to the teeth like we just like we did Poland. I, I heard General Abrams talking about the 40,000 troops America has in Poland and that we're adding more. Um, that's so we're also saying we're
1: rattling in the sense of what you're saying, too.
0: Yeah, and so you saw the movie War Games, right? <laughs> you know, they do one thing, we do one thing, and it escalates, and we go to DEF CON 3, DESCOM 2, etc. You know, somebody has got to be the adult here and say, wait a minute, let's stop, okay? And personal, you know, uh, for personal gain, people have to stop trying to look good. Somebody needs to be a statesman, and that comes from the president, in my opinion. He needs to pick up the phone and say, all right, what's it going to take? We're going to keep doing these um, uh, sanctions until you're blue in the face. And if you attack
1: Poland or, but he also Germany. admitted he knows that Putin won't listen. So what's the alternative?
0: Well, the alter—you don't have a—you you can either try or not try. You can, mm. you know, you you can you can give up, or you can try. And if you fail, if you have a conversation with Putin and he says no, it's too late. You know, you should have said that earlier. Whatever, you will at least try. What if it works? Our alternative is a, um, a Ukraine occupied an occupied Ukraine controlled by Russia that's our that's our current alternative
1: and it seems like I hate to say because I don't want to see any bloodshed or life lost but it makes it feel like that's the worst thing in the world but is it for the good of the security of our nation and the world
0: it's a bad thing it is not hypercritical if Ukraine did become part of Russia would not be good for the Ukraine uh, would not be good in general we don't want to embolden Russia but would it be the end of the world
1: absolutely not why is the media acting like this is sort of like we're heading to the end of the world What? what is could they dial it back a little bit
0: they absolutely could but they don't get paid to do
1: that I see of course not of course not have you in your national security experience and background dealt with Russia on any level uh, in your background
0: uh, um yeah, I, I can't really talk about everything, um, my, my relations with them. I'll simply say this, that I uh, have some of the best minds in the world participate in our programs and our think tank, and I benefit from their guidance and counsel. Um, there are a number of people I would recommend you have on. Zwack is one of them. He'd love to come on your show, I'm sure. The other is John Mearsheimer. You ought to look up a guy named John Mearsheimer, M-E-A-R-S, Heimer, at University of Chicago, who's been predicting these things and been spot on from the very beginning. Um, so I simply say that I, I'm lucky and blessed to be around, like I say, people who are smarter than me and try to absorb as much as I can from that.
1: Well, I'm glad that you made time to join us because I feel like you've got an insight that not many have. I just have one more thing about our former president because he's playing a role in this too. And first of all, the Zelensky call seems like mint meat, if you will, compared to what's going on now. Um, but he's also stepping into it. So... If, if you're on a party line, say the Republican Party, do you step in and say, hey, Mr. President, stop talking like this or we're going to lose maybe even the midterms? I mean, he's going to impact this election just by speaking out on this, isn't he?
0: Sometimes silence is golden. Um, sometimes less is more. Um, sometimes it's better if somebody else says something for you than if you say it. You don't always have to uh, put out a tweet or have a call, et cetera. And cetera. Um, and, uh, fanning the flames or Making someone defensive, go you know, goading the uh, bull is is not a good idea. I would ask everyone to step back, take a deep breath, uh, assess the situation, just how strategic is it, and what are our alternatives. And right now, we're going down a path where Ukraine becomes no longer independent, and there's only one way to stop that, and that is a phone call.
1: Mm. Which it seems very reluctant to pick up. So we'll have to pick this up soon enough and call you back. Um, for sure, because I want to have you back as things improve David, God God bless you and thank you so much, that was David Hamilton, he is the uh, expert in leadership and national security uh, founder and CEO of America's Future Series I'm Alex Garrett, where we're always trying to adapt to what's going on in the world ahead of us, but not lose focus on our own city take care on our own city and country take care